brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A PW Torch VIP membership doesn't just give you ad-free access to these shows and a ton of other VIP-exclusive podcasts throughout the week, but you also gain access to our unmatched, vast library of wrestling history, our contemporaneous week-to-week coverage through our Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletters dating back to the late 1980s, along with streaming and download access to hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, including some of my interviews with wrestling's top newsmakers in the 90s, and also our podcast library dating back to the year 2003. There's no larger, longer-spanning pro wrestling podcast library than that that comes with a PW Torch VIP membership, now approaching 20 years of podcasting. Go VIP and dive into our post-pay-per-view roundtables, our coverage of some of your favorite eras of wrestling, top-name long-form interviews, and special format podcasts that we've done throughout the years pwtorch.com slash govip. We have a streamlined sign-up form, and you can pay with PayPal or directly with your credit card or debit card in one or two minutes. From right now, you can be a VIP member and diving into our library, pwtorch.com slash govip. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. 
Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back to another episode of PWT Talks NXT for Tuesday. Get it? Because it's 2-22-22. I had to get that out of the way now because if I didn't do it now, I'd do it later. We may as well just get it out of the way now. It is February 22nd, 2022, and we just watched NXT. We watched an NXT that actually had Dolph Ziggler in the main event. And not only that, it was damn good. It was damn good, but we'll get there, guys. We don't have the usual gang of idiots tonight, but we have two-thirds of the gang of idiots. Tom, say hey. We have two-thirds to talk about 2.0. Yeah, I, I didn't realize the date until actually my mother texted me because I was born at 2.22 in the afternoon. So she usually, when she notices that time on the clock, she'll she'll uh, message me and, and just like send me an emoji or a, or like an I love you or something. And and she did that today at 2.22 in the afternoon on 2.22.22. Uh, so that was kind of Kind of neat, you know, just a novel little thing. Not not usually the kind of thing that I pay much mind to, but it was it was cool in this regard. But uh, but anyway, yes, uh, at Tom Staup. And uh, if you are VIP, I hope you listened to my new show, Bonus Points, talking about WWE's recruits and tracking them as filtered through the Level Up show. There are many other deeper ways that I could describe what I intend to do with the show, but that's not what we're doing here tonight. But I hope that you checked that out and that you liked it. Um, Nate, let's make this quick. Ali is on USA. I got to get back to watch, watch a Michael Mann movie. Oh, okay. Well then, hey, let's <laughs> let's do what we can. Let's do what we can. But no, hey, seriously, congrats on the show, man. I uh, I look forward to listening to it. I haven't got a chance yet, but I plan to do that tomorrow. Thank you. 
So let's get into the main event, shall we? We had Dolph Ziggler and uh, Tommaso Ciampa in a match where uh, apparently the main, uh, the winner was going to go uh, eventually at some point go up against Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Uh, we had an amazing match in terms of uh, like technical ability in the ring. This is the, the the match that we saw was what I remember from the NXT Black and Gold brand, and I've kind of been craving uh, for a little while. Um, I'm I'm not trying to do the NXT 2.0 hate here or anything like that, but uh, um, that that is the caliber of match that that um, I've been I've been really dying to see for a while, um, and it's just it's. I, like six months ago, well, maybe six, maybe six months ago, but like six, seven months ago, if you told me Dolph Ziggler would have been in a main event in NXT and it would have been like my favorite thing in NXT in a while, uh, I I probably would have laughed. Uh, so it's weird where it's a weird way that the world works sometimes, but. We didn't get quite a clean finish. We had a cameraman uh, slug Tommaso Ciampa in the head with a camera and it wound up leading to Dolph Ziggler giving a super kick to Tommaso Ciampa for the win. Uh, shortly after the match, mask, the cameraman did have a mask on, I failed to say that. He pulled his mask down and it was revealed that it was tag team partner Bobby Roode. Which I'll be honest, I didn't see coming. I should have seen coming because Bobby Roode's kind of been involved with the stuff going on on Raw and obviously tag team partner, things like that. I didn't, but it kind of caught me off guard, especially where they use the cameraman. I thought that was a unique angle. I don't think, well, it's not the first time it's been done. I think it's probably the first time it's been done in NXT anyway, but it's not the first time it's been done in wrestling. But I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. It kind of came out of left field when it happened. I, I I was a little bit a little bit stunned for a second there, kind of like gave me that old kayfabe magic, if you will, uh, for just a moment. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've gushed a little bit about it. Tom, what'd you think about the main event? That's no camera operator. That's a former NXT champion. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, or or as uh, or as Vic Joseph put it, when he couldn't figure whether he wanted to say the uh, the first or the last name, Dolph or or no. Okay. I oh, see when I pre-plan stuff like that, I always end up stumbling over it. But basically, Vic Joseph called him Jiggler. Uh so so Champa versus oh, Jiggler. How did I miss that? <laughs> <sighs> I think I think for a split second he wanted to say Dolph and then he decided to say Ziggler and it came out as Jiggler. But Dolph had to love this. I know that like He's got his foot in some other stuff now, and we're always kind of wondering, like, when is Dolph just going to hang it up? But, I mean, this is a guy who's always looking for prove-yourself positions. He shouldn't have to be in a position to look for prove-yourself positions. Neither should, should Tommaso Ciampa. But Ciampa, even more so, every single time he's in the ring on NXT, he's trying to prove himself all over again. Now, granted, I've sort of criticize that to the extent where it's like, okay, you do kind of want to pick your spots for that. Not every single match should be you, you know, being a, a ball of fury and abs, uh, just like flying across the ring and, and, you know, showing off like the most mega work rate anybody's ever had. Um, but, uh, but in comparison to what we've seen on raw, and this is me trying not to step on an email that we have, but uh, it, it, 
I think that these guys just must have relished this opportunity, particularly Ziggler, because I can't even remember the last time we saw him in a match close to this, close to something that accentuates what he brings to the table in a physical sense and in a, in a bell to bell sense. So he, he probably absolutely loved this. I I can only imagine. Um, and you know what? The, I mean, the finish doesn't bother me. I think it's one of those matches where you can see it booked and you can just think, okay, well, they're not going to have Champa lose clean to Ziggler, but they're also not going to have Ziggler not go on to face Braun Breaker. So I think they're, they're just uh, stretching out Dolph's extended cameo as, uh, as much as they can. Yeah, that that's kind of what I think too, and and I I think it was a great way to book it. I I like no hate on on the finish or anything like that. Um, I I I like I said, I just didn't see it coming. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic way to 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 portray this in a way that protects everybody um, and and kind of extends his his feud here. Bruce and I talked about it a little bit last week, where you know the what was the last thing of note that Dolph Ziggler really did that that really kind of made an impact. And you know uh, we were we were kind of talking about things that happened like 2016, with the exception of the Goldberg match that he had. You know um, that I forget what year that was, 2019, I think. Um, but you know, with the exception of that, he's kind of just you know he's been doing this tag team thing with Bobby Roode, hasn't been doing much of note, but he really is an underrated talent. I think he gets overlooked a lot, um, you know, for for whatever reason. Um, but you know, a lot of fans kind of tend to overlook his in-ring ability, but. He's he's fantastic. He showed that tonight with Champa. I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure he had an absolute blast. Um, before we go to the phone lines, why don't we go to that email uh, and we'll we'll get that? I don't want to say get it out of the way, but we'll get to it early because we usually get to emails later, uh, mostly because I'm just not really organized and I kind of forget until midway through the show. And two, because, well, I also forgot to talk about Kevin's email <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So we'll hit it early. Kevin Catani writes in says, salutation, gents. I hope this email finds you all well. Before I get to my question, I just want to cheer the NX. Uh, I wanted to cheer the PWT brand and say that I had the distinct pleasure of meeting senior PWH VIP member Brian Alston while in Phoenix for a wedding. We had the most delightful time, and I'm so in awe of this community the brand has built. That said, I have two related questions on opposing sides of the NXT main roster coin. Firstly, what have Firstly, what have your overall impressions of Dolph's involvement in NXT been so far? Does he have some room to breathe, or is this just an extension of AJ's jaunt to 2.0? Secondly, what are your impressions of Champa's timeline on the main roster, Ben? What are your major pros and cons of each of those men's time thus far? Thanks, as always. Go VIP and listen to 8YB and Tom Bonus Point. Yes, of course, of course. And bonus point, I'm throwing that in there, <laughs> Kevin, because I know Kevin would. I know Kevin would. Uh, office hours are now over, and on this monumental Tuesday, Professor Kevin P. Catani, PhD. <laughs> so, Kevin, uh, yeah, I, first off, I did see that uh, picture of you and Brian on Twitter, and that I thought that was great. Uh, I, I brought a smile to my face. I liked it. And I, Hope you guys had a good time. Hope you had a good time at the wedding. I was wondering what the heck you were doing out in Arizona, but that answers that question. Um, in terms of Dolph Ziggler, I first I, I've been 
I've been high on it. Um, I think he's been doing a great job so far in NXT. He's it, like we were just saying that when's the last time he's really has he really done anything of note? Um, he's been a fr- breath of fresh air. Um, he like his promo in the ring with um, who, was, who was in the ring last week it was Champa, Santos Escobar, Braun Breaker, and why um, I, I, there was one other person I'm blanking on it right now, but he was in the ring too. When they, Dolph Ziggler was the only one that actually really felt genuine and authentic with his promos. Not that the others didn't, but just, you know, in a much more refined type of a way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was just a, it was a breath of fresh air. We talked about it last week too. Um, but Tom, what do you have to uh, have to say about Kevin's email? So I think that uh, Dolph you know, coming in after AJ, uh, I mean, it's it's a little different based on whatever dates they worked out for Dolph to do this, or if if maybe that's not how it's, how it's working. Clearly, we're seeing more work out of Dolph, which is not intended as a backhand to AJ at all. Um, Dolph is just integrating himself in a, in a more active way, I think. And once his little chapter here is done, I'm sure we'll see someone else, perhaps Cesaro, because Cesaro is still at that point uh, on on yes. the main roster card where it feels yeah it feels believable that he would do something like this which I thought of anyway uh, but then I look back at my my specific note on it that I wrote for myself and uh, and I I jotted down that Dolph saying to Braun Breaker at the top of the show you're the man in Orlando reminds me of Cesaro saying basically the same thing to Sami Zayn eight years ago as covered on eight years back uh very you know a week or two ago when when cesaro said to sammy you're gonna have a great career down here and then the two of them had a match at uh, the first ever it's not called takeover yet but uh but at arrival which which is the event that uh, kelly and i will be covering this saturday on on 8yb on the vip side of things but uh but yeah dolph the position Dolph has taken here going after a prominent babyface on the brand is very similar to what Cesaro was doing at the time. Cesaro, a much more frequent wrestler on the NXT brand to the point where he was even included in the opening, um, like when they would have enough time on the program to actually show you the opening sequence uh cesaro was included in it along with other people like damian priest and 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 what or damian priest damian sandow damian sandow yeah um (laughs) yeah no punishment martinez wasn't doing that yet um not yet no so uh yeah so the the comparison to what they're doing on the main roster i think you know just comparing it to the tag match that we saw last night um like i said Every single match that Champa has on NXT, he's proving himself and he is just going, he's pedal to the metal with absolutely everything. There's no slowdown, which I, again, I do have some criticism of, but you also see this guy who has come back from so many injuries, has, has worked so hard on perfecting his body and it means so much to him. It's also kind of cool to see at the same time. And then you see him on Raw and as far as, pros go i will say uh that he sort of in an intangible way uh fits in better than i anticipated him doing at this phase i know you know we saw him before with the the tag team with johnny gargano which was weird due to the timing of it um but it it felt a little bit more like 
Yeah. Okay. Of course, Champa should be in this the, on on Raw at this point in his career. I don't know. I just I felt myself, um, not not that I ever was at risk of rejecting it, but uh, but accepting it more readily than than I I thought I would. It seemed right, but at the same time, the match they worked was much more traditionally WWE style. That pace, um, and which which I am not as much of a critic of. I'm actually a, a, a big proponent of WWE style. But when you see Champa work it, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is different than what he usually does. Um, so I suppose that could count as a con. But uh, but I think that's I think that covers my general uh, analysis of the brief time we've seen Champa uh, in in what appears to be what what seems to um, what seems on the verge of becoming his like actual call up. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Daily Cast listeners. Thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the shows end. 
And also every Saturday we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship plus our first run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i can't uh, i can't say i disagree with anything you just said there though especially the pacing of the match that they had on raw last night believe it or not i actually tuned in to watch raw last night i happened to think of it just before eight o'clock so i'm like you know what what the heck we're we're in wrestlemania season let me actually watch this thing live and not just like you know pick up um you know recap or something the next day or and it was actually it wasn't a bad show overall but whatever but um I I saw this match. I got I, I was really excited to see Champa in this position, and I do feel like he fit into, like you said, he fit into the main roster a little bit better than I anticipated. I wasn't really sure what they were going to do and how they were going to introduce him. You get nervous after things like Karrion Cross, and and obviously that's before the this whole rebrand and everything like that, but. Um, after all of the kind of failures from from getting called up, like I don't want to see Tommaso Ciampa fail. I really, really don't. He's he's one of my guys. Don't want to see him fail. But I feel like the and I feel like the way that they are are portraying him right now, he he does feel like he fits in, um, and he kind of gets it. The pacing of the match certainly more traditional. I'm sure he was instructed to do it that way, and and that's probably you know uh, you know whatever. But um, but yeah, I, I, I like I said, I can't really disagree with anything you said right there. He's, uh, he's. I think he's destined for some good things if he if he's booked well, uh, and he is destined for the main roster here. And it's not just kind of like a, a one-off thing, which I don't really think it is. So let's go over to the phone lines, and we'll go to area code eight one four. Go ahead and uh, let us know what you got for us tonight. 
I have a uh, question on the Dusty Classic. How did they come up with uh, putting some of these teams together, like Ivy Niles and Tatum uh, Paxley and also the last legend and Amaya Miller team? I know they've been featured on 205 Live, but if you don't watch the show, you might not know that they've even teamed up before. My my theory, and, and Tom, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because, hey, you, you would know better than me at this point, uh, too, you know, kind of uh, uh, the point of, of, of your whole new show. But um, in ter- as far as I'm concerned, they need something to do with the spin the wheel, make the deal wheel uh, on the offseason. So they just slap some names up there and spun it. Uh, that's the way it looks like to me with some of these teams. Now, granted, there are, um, you know, like you said, with the, the 205 Live connection and everything there, there are a few teams that that there are some loose connections there, but there there are also some, yeah, that that, that certainly don't seem to make sense. I'm hoping that we see storylines come from all of these different um, different teams that that seem a little bit mishmashed. Um, we've for geez, I'm trying I'm trying to think now. How, for just so every Dusty Classic that we've had, there have been significant storylines that come out, have come out of it from um, you know it, not necessarily even just the winners, but uh, the undercard uh, the undercards as well. So uh, hopefully that that's kind of the way the the way that it's being booked in the direction they're going, at least in my mind. But Tom, what do you think? Well, I definitely agree that they could have done a better job of explaining, you know, with all the rapid fire backstage segments that we get on a show like this, they definitely could. I mean, just look at the the Robert Stone Von Wagner thing. How long did that last? 15 seconds? There's time to right? There's time to show how these teams came together. Um, with Amari Miller and Lash Legend, I don't know. It's possible there's like an online dot com exclusive that I, I haven't seen. All I can tell you is that they wrestled a match against one another on a um, like two months ago on 205 Live. Um, so maybe that hints at them maybe being training partners. Maybe they've just hit it off, uh, you know, working in the performance center together. So maybe they're familiar with one another more so than other trainees are. So then it makes sense like, OK, let's just throw these guys together as, as a team to lose in the first round. Um because obviously EO and uh, and and Kaylee Ray are going to be winning their match. And and similarly, obviously, the KCs are going to be winning their match. But Ivy and Tatum did get a little bit more featured uh, as far as as far as what I saw, because there was a dot com exclusive. And again, this is the kind of stuff that is so easily missable. So anybody who missed it is totally forgiven. Um and I even said I even said in my debut episode of bonus point, like you don't have to watch the show. You're not going to miss any storyline development. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they had uh, Ivy and Tatum tag together uh, on the first episode of Level Up. And and we, by this show, I mean Level Up. I guess I hadn't said that yet. Um, the, the show that has replaced 205 Live and is essentially the same thing as 205 had become. Um, it's just now not with uh, with the cruiserweight history and, and pinnings and, and all of that. Um, fresh brand. But but Ivy and Tatum were featured in a dot-com exclusive video uh, where Malcolm Bivens was saying that Tatum Paxley was becoming an honorary member of Diamond Mine. The kind of thing that, like, 
doesn't matter to the overall storyline. It's just something to sell this one match. And Tatum Paxley, who was having her debut match on Level Up, and I, they said WWE debut, but I couldn't find anything prior, so I believe it was just debut in general. Maybe there's something I, I couldn't dig up. Um, she offers a handshake to Ivy Nile, who just walks away from it. So you're sort of thinking, huh, are they going to do an angle here where even though Ivy is the star of that match on level up and you know you you look at the other the other wrestlers entrances and ivy comes out fourth and she's got the higher production value she's got her character figured out more she is more the star which was kind of a funny comparison to then you know to see that presentation and then see the main show nxt 2.0 when she's the already in the ring talent um but uh but i was wondering if they might lose their match on level up leading to some kind of angle where they they then go into maybe a little mini miniature feud um but that that ended up being what happened tonight uh so i totally expected since they were doomed to lose this match uh because of who they're up against and who they're up against is going to lose in the next round to um to eo and kaylee ray if i'm remembering the brackets correctly i'm pretty sure I am because the finals here will be EO and Kaylee versus Raquel and Cora. Um, and I don't know how to pick a winner from those. Probably EO and Kaylee since Raquel won the first Dusty Cup, right? Yeah. Um, yep. But we'll see. Yeah. We, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would be interesting. To, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um at least the bracket is a little bit more interesting than the men's dusty this year, which was just like, oh, okay, we know what's going to happen, and there were no, there were no surprises there. Um, so uh, even though if I, unlike Doc Bruce, did not pick uh, Blade and Inofe to uh, to go over, um, so that was that was neat at least. But anyway, um, I think what we're going to get out of it is just. Uh, uh, Ivy versus Tatum in a singles match, will, which will hopefully show off a bit of what Tatum has to offer based on the very little we've seen so so far, which is way too little to really mount much of an analysis. Uh, but but as I continue to track her, the the little that we've seen so far shows that there are certain factors that she really seems to understand, particular particularly just like working the camera. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far from her. There were a couple of Rocky spots tonight, which were just like in the, in the team maneuvers. Uh, but that might've just been, I don't know, unfamiliar territory. I, you know, it's, it's at that point, it's just, uh, it's just guesswork, but I think that, you know, in, in the singles match between Ivy and Tatum that we end up getting out of this. Hopefully Tatum gets to show off a bit to catch some people's eyes. But of course, it will just be another showcase for Ivy to do what she's been doing so well. Indeed. Brian, what else uh, What else do you have for us tonight? Uh, my second question is on this bodyguard that Grayson Waller has. Uh, Songa, I guess is his name. Is he like the worst bodyguard in history of wrestling? Because it seems like he always gets beat up pretty easily. Even like after, like a guy has a match, you know, he's able to beat him up pretty quickly. 
Yeah, he uh, certainly has not had the greatest luck as a bodyguard so far. Um, I And I really questioned why he lost his first singles match, too. It was either... I don't remember last week, week before. I don't remember. The weeks start blending together every once in a while. But um, he lost his first singles match uh, not that long ago. And and I'm kind of like, it didn't make sense. I um, you know for I guess for the story and and to move the the feud between Waller and L.A. Knight at the time, yes, kind of did. But at the same time, there there could have been a better way to book it to make. Uh, make song. I keep wanting to call him Sarov. Uh, to make Sanga look more intimidating, more imposing. So these future spots down the line, where he does need to get beaten up because you know, LA LA Knight needs to get the needs to get um, uh, a one over on Grayson Waller. They they mean more, you know, because uh, right off the bat he was just introduced as the heavy. He looks imposing, he looks intimidating, but then he wasn't able to get the job done in the ring. And as you said, he he's got to be one of the worst bodyguards ever hired in NXT or, or uh, even WWE for that matter, because he, he's consistently letting his uh, his client, if you will, get beaten up as well as taking a beating himself week after week from uh, whether it's the cops or L.A. Knight or what have you. So, Tom, what do you think? You know, it's funny. Oh, well, first of all, I do. I do also have Sarov written in my notes. I so I, I wrote down his old name. Um, but it's, it's funny. I, I find myself uh, forcing myself back into objectivity because um, I just had a had a chance run in with Sangha at a gas station the other day. Um, now that I'm not. That's hiding weird. in hiding in my own home as as you know uh, as as I was for so long there uh, I, I'm I'm back out in Orlando so I'm seeing wrestlers out and about again like like I used to um, and there was I I ran into someone else just yesterday but it it finally got to a point where I was just like okay it's start I I'm starting to feel like a bit of a creep always tweeting out like oh I just saw this person doing this oh I just saw this person doing this so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that anymore um but uh or or at least in this case i'll hold back we'll see what happens next time but you'll, you'll at mention- least you'll at least uh you know tickle my curiosity off air right <laughs> okay sure okay, cool. um but uh uh sangha i mention running into him in a gas station because uh like i wasn't he, he was just another dude in there but he catches your eye and yeah, oh for sure he, he, like he just exuded coolness, like just the way he carried himself. And I was just like, well, that's the airport factor that we hear about. And and because it's like because that's a Vince McMahon thing, a lot of people like to criticize it because it's a Vince McMahon thing. But that's worth something when like I'm just in a gas. I just went in to buy something in a gas station. That's it. And I that dude caught my eye and uh, I and I was impressed by him and it was it was afterwards that I just sort of like I walked by him in the parking lot and I said uh, WWE and he gave, he just you know he didn't change his facial expression he just looked at me gave a thumbs up and then looked back down to his phone and I was like man that is a cool mofo um, I don't yes. know he just he just he struck me in a cool way so because of that silliness I'm like oh now I want to say nice things about him but in the context of what he's actually showing, I did think it was kind of funny that um, what well, well, I think he just stood there and L.A. Knight said something to him like L.A. Knight distracted himself by saying something to Sangha 
And then LA Knight got beat up and and I think it was because uh, uh, it would be totally a Wade Barrett thing to do. Wade Barrett was just like, oh, Walla's getting his money's worth out of this bodyguard. And I'm like, he didn't do anything. Yeah. It's, that was LA Knight's fault. Um, and yeah, the finish, you know, might have made Sangha look like a little bit more of a chump than than we might like. But similar to how I was with his uh, with his um, singles match two weeks ago, I'm okay with that just because i'm still not sure with how well waller was doing on his own i'm still not sure if he's really the kind of uh character that i wanted to see I, well okay he's the kind of character that you could see with this kind of thing but at this point for him excelling on his own carrying all of his own weight i don't think i really wanted to see him uh with somebody else stealing some of the focus away from him because Sangha isn't just a heater he's also an impressive looking dude uh who who is putting the pieces together and into how how to be a, a performer in his own right um so it just seemed like maybe too many ingredients in the same pot so I kind of don't mind when Sangha is ineffective or loses matches um so far because it's really all about Waller I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I did, but at the same time, like uh, I don't, it, there's just something about uh, something about not building up a, a bodyguard beforehand. But at the same time, I I totally see where you're coming from. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. 
Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, Brian, what else do you have for us tonight? I had a question on the debuting Nikki Lyons. You wouldn't happen to know who, uh, what band her dad was in because it's not my question. Uh, Tater Todd's on Twitter. He's pretty famous. Asked that question, but then I sort of want to know the answer to that question as well. I actually don't. Do you? Um, I'm hitting I'm Googling Google it as real speak, quick. I, but- I know that she was Lioness on WoW, and I, I have yet to look up any of her matches. I really I want to. Um, yeah, well, let me just let me just hit a control F on this. Um, oh, OK, thanks. Ineffective web page. Um, we'll, we'll try oh, to find this out. Is, yeah. Oh, father name not known. Thanks, website. Yeah, I just it's, saw it's, the same thing. Father name. You're not on known. the same website I'm on. Oh, what yeah. a worthless. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. I know she was on. Wow. Um, I know her. Her real last name is uh, Jeffries, and she calls herself Faithy J. Uh, on you know, as as her her music career. Um, but uh, I guess I guess I'll I'll keep looking forward to see if I find something moving forward. But I guess just since we're there, I'll say that uh, her match. Oh, let me just. We're all over the place talking about Nikita Lyons. Her name comes up, and we're just like, "Oh boy!" Um, uh, yeah, oh, it's right. Candle. Yeah, worms. she she Candle wrestled worms. Kayla Inlay, who uh, who's another person I spoke about on Bonus Point. And unfortunately, as as positive as I like to be, especially with trainees um, and Inlay, I'm actually not sure she's signed. I think she's just there working. I don't know. Somebody listening will probably send me a DM like, uh, like, nope, she signed. Didn't you see this report? Um, 
but uh, Inlay, unfortunately, has not impressed me at all so far. She, this is the girl who uh, sandbagged Saray on Saray's return match. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Her, I, I knew the name looked familiar, but I couldn't remember why. Yeah, and, and there are other elements about her that just have not gelled for me. I will say that in the several matches I've watched from Inlay, all of which are, are job matches, that's her role right now, um, this was probably the best just because nothing that she did was particularly egregious and counteractive. Um, but Lions, it, it wasn't the same move as what we saw in the 205 match against Erica Yan, but this was another match from her where she was just going back to the same move over and over again. And the main thing I noticed was that even for the things that she's doing well, she doesn't have any sense of dramatic timing yet. She's just, she's Thank just you. doing stuff. Yep. You, you notice that too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then like I, you get to you, the finish you and put, you're almost you like. You actually had a good way of putting it. I, I was trying to think of a good way of putting it. That was perfect. But, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> so I didn't mean to catch yeah. up. No, no, no. It, and it affected the whole match, but especially the finish where, you know, you want that, especially in a in what's essentially a squash like this. Well, I'll say an enhancement match like this. It's really showing off what Lions can do. Uh, you really want that finisher to stand out. And it was one of those kind of things where, like, it wasn't built to in a way that made it feel like the finish of the match. You only recognize that it's the finish of the match because she's doing the split as a cover and you're like oh i guess that's like her thing but but yeah the dramatic timing along with many other things as as we saw yet again in the in the video package uh preceding the match nikita lyons needs a lot of work um i i say that uh with with all how do, how do i want to phrase that phrase that like i i, I say that trying to be encouraging i mean she's in the right place to learn how to do things the right way um and again i i haven't watched her matches as lioness but but i feel like i see as i've said every time i've spoken about her thus far um i feel like i see why they signed her i feel like i see what they i feel like i see the yeah. potential but it is the kind of thing where like in a bygone version of nxt she wouldn't have been on tv for a long time I yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I and, I and I wrote wrote about this in the hits and misses tonight, which I don't have up yet. I, I couldn't quite get finished before we went live, but I'll uh, I'll get it up either later tonight or first thing in the morning. Um, but one of the things I did write about in the hits and misses was exactly that she she has the look. She has uh, the athletic ability to certainly be somebody in in wrestling i could like oh, that like you were just talking about that airport factor um you know i, I can kind of sort of see that with her but she's certainly not ready um the fact that she does this in real life like i feel like she she probably can really relate to this gimmick and, and i really want to give her the benefit of the doubt i don't want it to sound like i'm trashing her you know because I, I i keep having to like talk negatively about what she's doing because i'm trying to just trying to just tell it like it is but um it's it doesn't feel authentic and if she does if she actually you know um yeah i forget what martial art it was but you know she she said that she was uh um you know uh proficient and uh if she actually does make music and, and and things like that all of the things that she's talked about i'm sure she feels connected to that gimmick but it's not coming across on tv yet and and that i don't know if it's 
um, you know, an inability to connect like that, or if she's just not developed in, in enough yet. Um, or again, and I, I'm not familiar with with any of her matches in in uh, um, women wrestling as as lioness either. But I, I'm sure the entire production and, and the entire environment backstage is completely different. Everything she needs to do in the ring is completely different. Um, because I mean, we always hear about that how the WWE the WWE matches are are you know laid out a lot differently than they are in other companies or on the indies things like that to to um you know play to the cameras and and you know Vince's personal tastes and things like that um so i mean i don't know if it's that it's she's just adju- trying to adjust to the WWE style of, of wrestling from from wrestling on the indies for a while but um she doesn't come across as polished I'm having a hard time believing her uh, as a, as a credible monster, credible heel. Or uh, no, I think that's kind of probably where they're going with her. Uh, I would hope anyway. Um, but I'm having some trouble building, you know, some some credibility around her in my brain. And uh, they they've got to do something to try and 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 fix that. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Work in progress. I'm pulling for her. I really am. But I, I feel like they've kind of put her in a situation where. Um, she's not really set up to succeed in my opinion. So, yeah. And, and as far as the, uh, heel versus face thing, um, I feel like it's face actually just because Kayla, uh, inlay works a little bit more. I don't, I don't know. She just, she gets, she gets angry and it seems, it seems more heelish the very little that she shows character wise. And, uh, it seemed like there were piped in Nikita chants. Um, granted, it seemed like Nikita actually seemed to win over the the crowd visually a bit more by the end of the match. But at the beginning of the match, I only saw one dude sort of like whirling his finger in the air at the timing of these uh, Nikita <laughs> chants. And it sounded like Madison Square Garden was chanting for her. So I was like, eh. Um, yeah, I found. See, see, now I'm gonna gonna start feeling like a creep again. I feel like. Um, Oh, oh man, that's oh. Do I want to do that? Yeah, I I found a couple of photographs of Faithy J's, uh, Faith Jeffrey's father. This is starting to feel real creepy. I'm trying to figure out what her dad's name is. Um, but uh, I I've I've found you know, that, that stalker guy that lives down in Orlando. Yeah, right. Um, right. I've I it was you all along. Oh, oh, him. No, I've, oh, I've met that guy. He, that dude freaks me no, out. I know, he, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought we were going to have a bad situation outside of, uh, outside of Full Sail Live one time. Um, but thankfully he, uh, he hopped in a, I mean, it was like a, he had like set up a getaway car for himself and he, he hopped in and, and, and drove off after, wow. after shouting a bunch of stuff about Vince and Triple H. It, it was just like, they're not, here listening to you um okay but anyway. i don't know i've i've found confirmation that nikita lion's father has an instagram page i have not looked at it i don't know what his name is if ryan wants to do that research on his own he is more than welcome to all right uh ryan i'll give you uh give you one more we do have somebody else on the line uh, but we'll give you one more if you get anything else for us tonight okay um uh, final questions on preview they do like on Dish Network that says WWE superstars prove you know they can be WWE superstars is what 
it says like when AEW permits a shit, they like actually give like the matches sometimes. So is there a reason why like NXT just uh, gets pretty lazy and just has like a real old preview that even has Buck Phoenix on it? So I think they could really improve their ratings if they, you know, put some effort into like their preview. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know why they, why they do that necessarily, but my, my gut instinct kind of tells me Vince has always viewed w, like viewed WWE as the product, like especially, especially after um, like the John, uh, well, even before the John Cena days, but really after losing The Rock and 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 Stone Cold, like he's viewed the WWE as the product, not necessarily the stars, um, and I think that's especially if they're going to be uh, looking at NXT as like a mini version of the main roster in, in a developmental sense, um, it would almost make sense to me that they would market it to the masses in the same way. You're coming to see the brand, not necessarily the people who are on the brand. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's all the way, that's also the way he looks like WrestleMania. You know, looking, uh, you want to come and see all the stars at WrestleMania, but, a lot of times it's re- like WrestleMania sells out before the cards even announced, you know, or maybe there might be one match that's announced or theorized or something like that. Um, but a lot of times WWE looks at it as they're, they're promoting the brand, not necessarily building stars. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Tom. It's a soap opera circus. I agree with you. Um... And yeah, I guess I just I guess I just agree with both of you guys. I, I, I unfortunately it is one of the things that drives me a little mad when even when they are putting a little bit more effort into promoting NXT on Raw, like hey, on this same channel you can watch this show at this same time tomorrow night. Here's something that's happening happening on it. It still feels disassociated from the major brand, and it still feels like just blink and miss it too little. Um, like how many people are you really capturing with this? Uh, and and that's not me saying go back to just showing Mandy Rose's cleavage. Um, I think, you know, like the AJ thing with Waller showing up and the Champa thing, the Champa thing feels more like a call up than Champa showing up on Raw to yeah. promote NXT. But it's I'm trying to remember now. I don't think... I don't think commentary hit it too hard, like in the post-match of the Dirty Dogs versus Champa and Balor. Actually, I don't think commentary hit it too hard, like, hey, you can tune in and see, you know, Dolph versus. Uh, do you remember them saying anything about that? 
So I okay, so actually, okay, I, I don't remember them necessarily promoting the main event tonight, but they did comment. Um, I don't. It wasn't the announcers. It was. Um, I don't. Rem- I don't remember the guy's name backstage. The the guy with like the oh, British accent at the interview yeah. backstage. Patrick um, Williams or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, his name never sticks in my head. He's just kind of that faceless microphone holding guy backstage. Um, God, where are the Gene Okerlunds of 2022? Um, uh, Renee left. I know. I know. It's a sad world. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but he said something inter- interviewing Champa and and uh, like actually pointed out that he had like a storied history in NXT and I think it was a uh, NXT like his NXT past um, and you know his accolades and everything in NXT were touched on at least briefly during the match. Um, but in far as, yeah, as far as like actually promoting the main event and promoting the brand. Um, so it kind of contradicts what we're talking about, but I think that is what they talked they uh they brought up yesterday. Okay. So All right, Ryan. Thank you very much and uh as always and uh is there any follow up on that before we let you go? Um the only thing I have to say is I don't have an Instagram so I can't research that. <laughs> okay. Lines, uh, things. So I think that's how All my right. Instagram uh works if i'll i'll see what i can do i'll put on my creeper cap <laughs> all right I, tom you love it you know it <laughs> i'm scrolling right now <laughs> all right thank you ryan all right let's go back to phone lines and we'll go to air code three four seven go ahead state your name where you're calling from and let you know or let us know what you think uh of the show what you got uh, for us tonight uh, yeah, so um, I'm calling here uh, from uh, Connecticut, uh, just 10 minutes away from WWE headquarters, actually. Uh, my name's Drew. Um, but uh, yeah, just wanted to uh, talk to Nate and then just say, you know, I love him. I, you know, uh, one of my best friends, uh, she listens to the show and she always talks about how Nate's long-winded. But honestly, I just love you, man. I think, you know, you get too much flack from her. Um, also, we, we've been going around and around for the past few weeks about the NXT rebrand. Um, she really loves it. I absolutely hate it. I just want uh, black and gold back on NXT. So, um, yeah, I uh, just wanted to get your opinions on that, man. Um, well, I mean, thank you. And I agree. I want my NXT black and gold back. Uh, I, that I want it personally, but uh, we're not getting it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. It is what it is. Yeah, and I, I, I uh, yeah, not have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just throw in there yeah, that I, I don't like I the blue to... ropes they've introduced. That's all. I didn't even realize they were blue. <laughs> oh, it's I. Yeah, I, I. Otherwise, I've been indifferent to everything. Uh, well, indifferent to the extent of you know fill in the blank of all my previous comments on on it. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, the blue ropes are. I mean, it's SmackDown color. It doesn't fit with the rest. No, the, the white no. ropes were better. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it white or or, or oh, something else. Yeah, that that's weird. I didn't I didn't even realize that. But now that you pointed it out, it's gonna stick out to me and it's gonna bother me. So thank you. I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Anything uh, Anything else to follow up on that with tonight? No, just just been a long time fan. Finally, just decided to call in today. Thanks for taking my call. All right, not a problem. Thank you very much for calling in, and uh, feel free to do so again if you'd like. 
All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you as well. I, I um, uh, apologize that I spoke over you there. Um, so Nikita Lyons' mother is Real Mama J on Instagram. She only has three All posts right. and none of them have her her name on them. Uh, but I'll keep I'll keep you updated as I continue <laughs> to creep. All of a sudden, the PW Torch gets a, 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 a like a, a, a reputation for, right? Like guys, you need to stop. <laughs> creep and we thought tmz was bad uh that's homsta anyway so we've got uh we got a lot more things to touch on here tonight so let's uh i don't know let me just pick on good old trick williams mostly because it rhymed with pick uh, trick williams versus cameron grimes where i yeah uh, i didn't quite see this match happening until it just happened after a commercial break um before the match or before the match and before the commercial break, uh, we saw uh, Carmelo Hayes and Cameron, not Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams make their way down to the ring, essentially just kind of touting off how good they are, um, uh, you know, which I thought they, they were kind of rapping and, and rhyming, flowing off one another. Um, I thought they did a, a fantastic job in that themselves um, and, and kind of had some great charisma and, and ring presence there. Um, but you know, basically just doing the heel thing, talking themselves up and whatnot. When and they did, uh, they did kind of name drop Pete Dunn and dissed him a little bit. Pete Dunn came to the ring, kind of like you know, sort of laid claim to the North American title, wanting a shot, kind of sort of in a way. Um, when Cameron Grimes kind of out of nowhere came and attacked both Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, sending them flying. Carmel, uh, Cameron Grimes like rips off his vest, throws it to the ground. They cut to black. They fade to commercial, right? We come back from commercial, and then it's Trick Williams and, and, and Cameron Grimes in the ring together. And it was kind of so out of nowhere and just – it was not that this is the first time that we've ever seen them, you know, come back from commercial break and just, um, you know, boom, there's a match. But this this seemed out of nowhere to me, and it was confirmed when Vic Joseph said something along the lines, and I know I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, uh, no, don't change your, don't uh, rewind your uh, the the show tonight or, or something like that. This is Cameron Grimes and Trick Williams, and I was like, okay, if you've got to point it out, like maybe just don't. Don't do it. I, I don't know. Do something a little bit different. I don't know if there was like a change on the fly or something like that. It seemed weird to me the way that they, they went into that tonight. I may, maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of it than I should be, but whatever. Um, so we had Trick Williams and Cameron Grimes get in there with Cameron Grimes going over, as I feel like it should be to extend the feud with Carmelo Hayes, which – uh, or who is is the bigger star between he and Trick Williams right now? Um, obviously, being the North American champion, the A champion, if you will. Uh, I thought this was, a, I mean, it was a great match between the two. Relatively short, I believe. I actually don't have, forgot have to try to put the times up um, right now, so I don't have that right now. But I thought it was a pretty good match between these guys. I am looking to see, looking forward to see where this goes. If they're going to continue the North American title feud with Cameron Grimes, because like I kind of, I kind of felt like that wrapped up relatively nicely at Vengeance Day. I, I really wasn't necessarily expecting that to continue on. Uh, Tom, what do you think about uh, North American title scene with Carmelo Hayes, Cameron Grimes, Trick Williams, and all that jazz? Last, I'll say on the Nikita Lions thing is that there appears to be someone or something 
called Lunker Cove that the links to their official website link directly to their Instagram, which does not seem to exist anymore, but they are still active on Twitter. And their description says that they are the Nikita Lyons management company. Well, actually, they say the faith, the faithy J management company. So maybe that's her dad. Um, but, uh, but every time I even reference like, Oh, maybe this person is part of her family. Oh, or oh, here's her mom's Instagram. It just makes me makes my skin crawl looking at that stuff up. So, um, I yeah yeah I guess I you know um that sounds like I'm criticizing that it was a you know the 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 asker of the question, which is not the case. I understand that on the show she's saying that they're musicians. So it's like oh, well who. Who are her? Is it is it Lou Graham? Is it Jack Blades? Is it Tommy Shaw? Like who who's her dad? So I get the question. But as I as I'm looking it up, I'm like, oh, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't feel good about myself. Um, But I do feel good about Trick Williams. How's that for a segue? This was my match of the night. And yeah, sure. Like it wasn't like a great match, but it showed me what I look for on NXT. It showed me where trick Williams is at right now. And it looks like there are still some fundamentals that he's working on, but Mm -hmm. he's obviously really good on the mic. And I feel like it's coming along in the ring. Like I feel like I'm to a point now where if Hayes and Williams were to split ways, I would be in favor of it. Cause I feel like tricks got trick tricks fine. Like I like what I'm seeing and I want to see him spread his wings more. Um, I'd have to go back and watch the match again to analyze some specific things. I know there were some some strikes that didn't look like uh, whether it was a confidence thing or not being sure that that was the spot he was supposed to be doing or or just being soft in general and not being certain how to uh, to, to make it look better than that yet. Uh, just some little things here and there. Um, but but for the most part, I was I was quite impressed with Trick uh, and impressed with him overall. Um I I guess I am also surprised that Grimes is involved again here. Uh, you know, the 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 waxing of his body just keeps on creeping further and further up. Uh, he now he now has the waxed chest as well, which they they let him keep for a little while there, but uh, but no longer. Um, so that it's it was like a visual adjustment. It's it's like the first time you see Seamus, uh, and you're like, oh, I, and now of course you're just used to the skin tone. Um, <laughs> But he's he's so pale that you're like, whoa, that's weird. And seeing Cameron Grimes without chest hair is like, huh? Uh-huh. Right. It doesn't look like a human being. What? If, you know, oh, okay. I guess I kind I'm, of get used to it. I'm so glad you pointed it out because something looked off with Cameron Grimes yeah. and I couldn't <laughs> figure out what it was. Thank yeah. you. It looked like a melting action figure or something. I, I'm I'm so sorry, Trevor. You're uh that's oh, it's been a while. His name's Trevor, right? Um yeah. Trevor. But uh, yeah, yes, there it is. Yes, Lee. They couldn't keep the Lee because of Keith Lee. Right. Um, but uh, but but Adam Cole was fine for some reason. I I said from the beginning that they should have changed Adam Cole's name. Anyway, uh, I'm no, all not anyway. It was Bebe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I guess uh, it just seemed like an excuse to get a tag match. And then it wasn't a tag match. So I don't know, maybe they extended into a tag match next week or something, just prolonging us out until uh, until stand and deliver. Um, Cameron Grimes, incidentally, back in the crossover spot, kind of a funny way to to get there after he's faded from uh, relative prominence 
on the show, at least for now, which I wasn't worried about because I thought he was getting called up. But now I guess we're going to have to wait until after WrestleMania. And then, you know, by the time we get to SummerSlam, maybe I'll still be saying the same thing. But uh, apart from that, between Dunn and Hayes and, and everything, I don't think it was really anything new from anyone else involved. It was all just perfectly sufficient, which is what you get from Carmelo Hayes and uh, and Pete Dunn. Oh, I got a kick out of, like, I don't even feel like I'm allowed to say it on a podcast, but they said it on USA, so I got an absolute kick out of Skeet Dunn. I missed that. That's fantastic. <laughs> it just, it just, it's, stu- it's stupid. It's so I, dumb, but that's great. But, uh, that's, it, I don't fits know. Their, yeah, fits I, them perfectly. Don't know when the last time I heard that word was on Chappelle's show, maybe. Right. Uh, uh yeah, what was uh that did that, that song Get Low? That that came on my playlist and I was like, Whoa, I'm back in high school. Um that did that's I think the last time I heard that word. Uh anyway, I'm completely getting myself derailed here. Um I'm a little bit sleep deprived tonight and uh, a little more scatterbrained than normal, <laughs> which is which is quite honestly, you know, a tough thing to believe anyway. Uh, so <laughs> Factor is a meal delivery service that makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious, you won't believe they're actually good for you. These restaurant-quality meals are waiting for you in your refrigerator when you order from Factor, and in two and a half minutes, you can be enjoying a delicious meal. Go to go.factor75.com plans and use code WADE120 to get $120 off your first five weeks of meals. That's go.factor.com slash plans and use code WADE120 to get $120 off your first order. The meals they offer rotate on each delivery and you can select specialized meal plans such as keto, vegetarian, vegan, calorie conscious, or just regular meals. They're all healthy, they're all delicious, they're all never frozen, chef designed. No need to spend time on your phone app waiting for a meal to arrive. Order factor, it's in your fridge. Two and a half minutes later, you're enjoying a delicious meal. First experience with Factor has been tremendous. The meals were delicious and everything that they promised and as good as they looked in the pictures. That's go.factor75.com slash plans. That's go.factor75.com slash plans. Coupon code WADE120 to save $120 off your first five weeks of meals. All right, let's see. What other, what other match have we not talked about yet? Let's... um. Let's talk about if we have to. Let's talk about Duke Hudson for a little while here. We had a match between Duke Hudson and Dante Chen, uh, where Duke Hudson did wind up going over. Dante Chen was looking for some retribution after uh, Duke Hudson kind of ruined his debut a couple weeks, uh, a couple few weeks ago. There, looking to get some retribution, um, and and really failed to do that. Um, kind of got his ass handed to him in this match. Uh, it was relatively short match itself. I'm not, I, I'm not sure what the heck to make of this, to be completely honest with you. In my notes, not necessarily my hits and misses, but my little chicken scratch notes that I take for this podcast, if I know Kelly is going to be, you know, stuck in a blizzard and not able to record like he is tonight. God, Kelly, couldn't you not schedule the blizzard for another day? Unbelievable. Um, but I'll usually take some notes. And what I wrote down here was um, Hudson versus Chen. Hudson wins. 
WTF was this? <laughs> that's that's that was it. That was my that was that was all of it. I'm not sure where they're going with Duke Hudson. He's all over the place right now. Um, he, you know, well, I think we kind of figured it out maybe a little bit with uh, where he's kind of getting around. He was getting around with Persia Parada, tag team uh, partner of Indy Hartwell. Turns out Duke um, Duke Hudson, and it's going to get confusing. Duke and Dexter. Duke Hudson and Indy Hartwell have something of a past. Uh, we come to find out tonight because, you know, NXT is now a high school soap opera. It's Degrassi, apparently. Uh, they had a thing together. Dexter Loomis, apropos standing next to some lockers, no less, um, uh, overheard this. Uh, apparently, they didn't see him literally standing uh, like right there across the room, which I thought was fantastic. Um, but he apparently heard this. He, he looked down and and despondent and and dejected and sad because of what happened and um and walked out of the room and now there's apparently some tension between Dexter and Indy so there's there's a lot going on there um Indy and Dexter I was kind of wondering what was going to happen where this was going to go cuz they had the in the inaugural NXT 2.0 episode um we had the uh, the the wedding between Dust uh, Jesus Dusty I keep wanting to say Dusty now between Dexter Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell. Since then, the whole relationship is kind of like dwindled. We haven't really seen much of them together, except like you know a couple cameo appearances here and there, or you know Indy Hartwell is standing next to Persia Prada and she happens to be texting Dexter Loomis. Um, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily if it was like an injury thing. Now that I think about it, it might have been. I don't know, um, Tom. If, if you maybe you know, but regardless, the, it kind of hasn't really been a a spotlight thing on the show like it was. Um, so I was wondering what what was going to go on here, where they were going to go with it, and what eventually they were going to kind of do to 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 stir some interest back up in the Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell thing, or if they were just going to kind of forget about it and, uh, you know, let them go their separate ways or something like that. Uh, anyway, I've talked a lot. Tom, what did you think about all of the things that I just talked about? I feel like Index has at least remained a it's – a, it's the kind of thing where you can only get so much mileage out of it. So I think they've done a fine job of keeping it at least like a sweet undercurrent until – bubbling it back up for storylines like they seem to be doing now uh and and i guess dexter sulking away is gonna that that could replace uh the michael sarah gif from uh, arrested development um but yeah i i i guess it's just gonna be i mean it's just gonna be a dexter versus duke feud right with with some flavor to it um it's gotta be yeah maybe Maybe this is this will tie into how Indian Persia don't advance in the Dusty Cup. Uh, who are they up against? Ulisa and uh, and Valentina or um, um, I have I have the bracket right in front of me here. Uh, they're going up against uh, my my personal favorite tag team of Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Oh, I just got. Uh, Oh yeah, that no, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So Chu and Kai will advance. I did, I did just get well, not just, but I, I just looked at my phone. Um, 
I I got some information that uh, Todd Jeffries is the bassist of the both the bands are Next of Kin and Top Notch. Um, so that that I think answers the question. So um, so thank okay. you to the same person that we always thank for those that sort of information <laughs> in our show. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, if, if, if you're not on, he'll 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 send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We 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 really do appreciate it. Yep. Yep. Um. So uh, where am I, Duke? So Duke, it seems like from the length of his hair that he's trying to grow it back out, which is what we expected. But and I guess I'm gonna have to try to look at it again. I I I on on my new cable thing. I don't even have like a 10 second back button. Um, it looks like they've got a graphic of him on the LED boards with the shaved head, like rubbing his shaved head, like it's his new thing. And I'm like, isn't he trying to grow it back out? It looks longer than it did week after week, but. I, maybe I saw it wrong, um, and maybe he still has hair in, in the in the LED board thing. But um, but we've still got Angry Duke, um, which which was a bit of a contrast to the the um, uh, lusty Duke that we saw later uh, when when he when he just took Persia and uh, and and made my partner who happened to be at the room at the time go oh my. Oh my. Uh, but so she went. She went full Takai. She went full Takai. I always say Takai. Is that is that not correct? Is it Takai? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I think because it, it's okay to be Takai. Now you're right. You're right. <laughs> I okay. it, like. I always that was that was a thing. He he said it's okay to be Takai. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. No, growing up, I like my. That's the way my parents always said. We're big Star Trek household. That's the way my dad yeah. always said it. So and I found it. Yeah, Takai. So anyway. No, the, the the first the first two seasons of the original show are where it's at, and the first the first several movies are just uh, so so good. Um, and his his cameos throughout various other things have have not gotten old for me. Every time he pops up, it's like, oh hey, yay! I'm happy to see him. Okay, so Dante Chen. Um, I yeah, this was eyebrow raising at first, but I'm gonna choose to be okay with it i think because uh, there's always a chance they could bring it back it doesn't seem like it because it seems like we're going to move on to duke versus dexter now but this would have just been a standard old enhancement match also an agreeable thing but because they gave a bit of time to dante chen's baby face arc going into this the fact that duke so mercilessly beat down a hopeful upstart gave more more meaning to his win so i feel like i'm going to yeah i i say i feel like i'm going to remember it better i probably won't be on my mind next week but uh but i feel like it was at least more impactful i feel like duke is more formidable and is a more winning wrestler because the win meant more because i learned more about his more likable opponent and i feel like that might be what they're doing with Draco Anthony and Harland as well. Maybe. Hey, good point. Good point. Um, actually, well, while we, while we're talking about it, why don't we talk about that, uh, that segment with um, Draco Anthony Harland and Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy and Harland were caught on camera 
um, doing what Tom usually does in Orlando, and, and I'm talking about stalking. Uh, yes. <laughs> in, in the gym at night when, when people are by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's Tom circling the parking lot again. Uh, I remember. I remember those days. Are they filming this week? Uh, oh my God, dude! You know, I I have actually been asked to drive to wrestling schools and take pictures of license plates so people can find out like so people can cross check the numbers and find out who's training at what school and i'm just like oh yeah I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, not gonna doing do that, that for you yeah no no that's like you know going going to check to see if like they're you know back in the day when they were filming you know multiple shows on a night like seeing if they were filming that week that's one thing seems a whole bunch of cars a parking lot but yeah starting to go around and figuring out personal information and, and doling that out on the internet. That's, that is, you know what? I'm even going to say it. That's fucked up. That, that's, I'm going to, I mean, I think that's the first time I've dropped that on this show. Like Mick Foley, I'm dropping it once. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were talking about um, uh, Dante Chen. I, uh, yeah, you know, now that you kind of say that, they gave some lip service to him earlier in the night, and and they talked, you know, they, they kind of spotlight him. Um, that uh, that kind of makes sense to me. I I really couldn't think of like what they were going with here. Like, just they they kind of built him up immediately, squashed him for Duke Hudson, and you know, but but what you just said certainly makes sense. Certainly makes sense to me. Um, all right, let's keep moving on. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Joe Gacy. I said that. We were talking about Joe Gacy and Harlan um, and, uh, and Draco Anthony. So they were caught stalking Draco Anthony in the gym at night by himself. Um, and you know, they, they uh, wanted to talk to him about um, – uh, he said something about wanting to mold him, mold Draco Anthony. It looked like Harlan was about to square up with Draco Anthony. Gacy kind of – Push, uh, pulled him away in the footage, um, but it, it it kind of appears almost like he wants to like recruit Draco Anthony in a way. Uh, at least that's the way that I was taking that particular, uh, like th his verbiage in in that promo. Um, he he kind of speaks a little like cryptically and and you know Charles Manson esque, obviously on purpose. You know that's that's the gimmick, that's the character. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm like sometimes I have a little bit of trouble figuring out where he's going with uh, what he's saying on you know, which again by design. Um, Tom, what um, what do you think is uh, is his intent here with uh, Draco? Uh, is it just to kind of feed him to Harland, or do you think he does potentially want to try and recruit him? Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. 
So first of all, as I was scrolling to that, I saw that my only note on that whole Duke Hudson thing that I actually wrote down was, "Aw, sad Dexy." That's <laughs> that's all that I actually wrote down. That's really that. what I took away from that too. Like I'm like, oh man, like. Uh, you, do you remember the days when we didn't care like at all about Dexter Loomis? I now, I remember the days like when Dex. I could not stand him being on my screen, but uh, but Index works wonders. Um, it's crazy that it, what that angle did for him. Yeah. So uh, so then we move on to the new resident weirdo who doesn't speak in in Harland, and uh, I'll tell you what I, I I'm not trying to just shamelessly plug my new podcast on VIP, but uh, something that I I really enjoyed probably more than any other specific thing I delved into in the debut episode, talking about Harland. And again, like with a lot of these people, part of the reason I want to do the podcast is because as as you've seen with, with Nikita Lyon's father tonight, sometimes it's difficult to find a lot of information about these people because it's so uh, so kept under wraps, and that's just that's part of the intrigue of the wrestling world that a lot of it is is so secretive, even still today. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I used to see more than just hit TV, and through the pandemic and house shows going away and things like that, there have been less and less ways to examine these performers, and so. Because it's become more difficult for me, someone who's really interested in it, to analyze these performers, I wanted to see if I could try to compile information and analysis in one place for other people who are so inclined. Um, And I I think it's a fantastic idea, by the way, like fantastic idea. And it's right up your alley. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. I feel like it's a very niche thing, but I feel like it's the kind of thing that maybe would be since since I'm well we'll see how it goes like the first episode was half an hour and I wanted it to be around that length I want to continue keeping them to be like short bite-sized monthly updates like just check in on the stuff you're not watching that's the idea is like we know you're probably not going to watch the NXT preliminaries so let me talk about them for you uh, that's that's kind of the kind of the thing um so hopefully hopefully that that pans out I ha- I have hopes but um when I found out that Harland was going to be on the sh- on the on the episode that I was talking about in the first ep- in the first podcast, I was like, of course, this freaking weirdo who hasn't really shown us much and probably is just going to go through a quick squash. So what the heck am I going to say? And yeah, it was still just an enhancement match for him, but it gave me a little bit more to hone in on. And so, you know, I'm digging for things that may not actually be there, but I'm really trying to just like sink my fingers into the soil of, of what, what does Harland bring to the table at this stage? And I came out pretty hopeful. Actually, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I determined about him for myself at this early stage. And, and part of what I'll be doing on bonus point is seeing how that goes as he continues to, to perform on, on, level up uh but yeah i i just i i know i'm not really talking about the draco anthony thing but i i you know there's not too much else to say it could be i i think it's probably just leading to an enhancement match um with with just like a tiny little bit a bit of a storyline behind it but i suppose it's possible that uh that draco goes on to do more with with gacy but it just it seems it seems unlikely at this point based on where Draco's been at. Uh, but yeah, Harland, somebody who just like, oh, he throws Spanky down some stairs. Oh, he 
has a quick match where he just sort of hits somebody a few times and, and you don't really see anything. Um, I feel like now that I've taken a closer look at him, I'm hopeful about how he seems to be picking up elements of this so far, even though there are weird elements to it as well. Like why does the dude walk exactly like RoboCop? That's so strange, but, but he does. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, maybe, I, maybe he's the, the son of RoboCop. He is technically <laughs> canon. So yeah, son you know. of RoboCop. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I have gotten myself excited for, uh, for Harlan's trajectory here. I'll, I'll be curious to continue tracking him. You just brought up Spanky, and I don't know why Brian Kendrick reminded me of Drake Maverick, but I don't know if you heard this news, and I, I read this shortly before we went, uh, well, actually shortly before NXT went on the air tonight, but uh, Drake Maverick was just rehired by the company as a producer, and I, I just, I smiled when I read that. Yeah, I, I did hear that. I think he's I think he's been back for like three or four weeks now, and the news yeah. finally just hit. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so so happy for for that guy. Uh, me too, me too. I, like my heart broke again when I saw his name getting released because like he put uh, he put his heart and soul into what he was doing. But anyway, enough about Drake Maverick. Um, so uh, that I think touches on all of the matches tonight. We had um, a couple other things of note that happened. One of which was um, Imperium and. The Creed brothers kind of coming to coming to blows a little bit when uh, the Creed brothers kind of came out with Malcolm Bivens to celebrate their win with the, the Dusty uh, their win. Um, Jesus, let me rephrase. Let me just start over there. Let's start that sentence <laughs> over. But then it didn't happen because my tongue just completely betrayed me. Um, we had. Creed brothers in the ring celebrating their victory uh, last week with the Dusty Cup. For the Dusty Cup, it did it again for the Dusty Cup when the uh, when Imperium came down to the ring um, with with Gunther as the crowd chanted Walter. Um, I believe Malcolm Bivens even called him Walter a little bit later on. Uh, they came out after the Creed brothers kind of said that they weren't really um, fighting champions because they haven't defended those tag team titles in weeks, which is true. Um, and I, I like it when there's some truth in wrestling, especially when you're calling out some heels like that. Uh, so that was a thumbs up for me anyway. But um, from from there, it kind of devolved into a little bit of a um, a little bit of a fight. So Solo Sokoa came out of nowhere and took out Gunther. I can't even say it with a straight face. Took Walter. It's Walter. He took Walter out. OK, he took him out. He laid him out. Later on in the night, Solo Sokoa was asked why he did that. He said he wanted to take out the biggest, baddest dude, and he went and found him. So he did it. Um, I thought that was great. <laughs> like that, what what better reasoning? He's like, you know what? I'm here to make an impact. I'm going to find this biggest, baddest dude I can find and just take him out. Fantastic, perfect. That's an easy story. It's believable from him, and I think it kind of helps too, knowing you know who his family is. Like it kind of helps with that that. Um, like I want to say street cred, but whatever you want to call it helps with that just credibility um, in the ring uh, and even on the mic. But uh, that credibility just surrounding his character in general. But he uh, it, it, it turned into a match for next week that we're going to see Walter versus Solo Sokoa in a singles match. I'm looking forward to that. I really have liked what we've seen out of Solo Sokoa so far. Um, he's I mean, very well versed in the ring. I, he's a part of the, you know, uh, NOI family. Of course, he's going to be. Um, not all of them are, but 
you know, they they usually they usually put out some pretty good wrestlers, you know. Uh, the Rock, Roman Reigns, Usos. Um, I like the. Uh, Actually, I'm not sure if I like the constant like references to Us and Uso. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm Bivens said uh, in a uh, interview later on, it's if either say it or don't, um, or you know maybe drop those hints every once in a while. But you don't need to do it every single time. Silco is on TV. Um, like uh, it just kind of kind of breaks the immersion. If you're gonna try and portray him as his own thing, like don't tie it to don't tie him to the family. Um, but regardless, uh, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how this match plays out. Him and Walter have like really they're different styles, but hard hitting, strong styles. So this should kind of be like a clash of like immovable object, uh, you know, meets the unstoppable force type of thing. At least in my mind, um, I'm curious to see where it goes. They've booked Solo Sokoa really strong so far. You, you know, only been a few, you know, handful of matches, but still, he's he's I think undefeated if I'm not mistaken. So going up against somebody the likes of Walter, he uh, he could seriously make a name for himself if he was to beat him clean. What do you think, Tom? So uh, just like when wrestlers' hometowns and weights are announced, uh, I, I tend to just – my brain just tunes it out. I guess I just naturally don't care when during the part of the show when they start hyping up what's going to be on the next episode. I'm still trying to focus on what's going on this week, and I missed that Sokoa versus Gunter was, uh, was announced for next week because uh, I was thinking my only real takeaway from what happened in front of the crowd pertaining to this was – Okay, so we're getting a six-man tag. Which, it was a. Uh, it was announced like right. To, it was right before the main event. They had like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually when they cycle through them, and and yeah, I, I just um, I I should be I should be more conscious about it now, but I, you know, like I don't even have a memory you. of it occurring, but I know I was looking at the TV screen. Um, but uh, and it's entirely possible that this goes to commercial break and comes back as a six-man tag next week or that it goes into a six-man tag the following week because obviously Bivens is interested in uh, recruiting Sokoa at least on a temporary basis, uh, probably just for a six-man match, which is honestly more than they even need to explain to get the Creeds to to team up with, uh, with Sokoa just to take on Imperium. Um, but I, I 100% agree with you about Sokoa's motivations. Last week, um, I, you know, as I as I told you, I've been so ridiculously busy lately that I didn't even have time to go back and cherry pick some YouTube highlights. But based on your description of what happened last week, it was like Solo Sokoa challenged Walter, and then was like, "All right, see you later, though." Like, I challenged you, okay, but but bye. And you're like, wait, did you miss a line? What happened? So, I, again, I didn't see it for myself, but based on your description. So tonight seemed to correct that because, again, totally agreed with you. It's super simple. But just being a new guy who's trying to prove himself and saying, I, you know, it's it's like the whole when you get to prison, punch the – you walk up yeah. to the biggest guy and punch him. Kind of, it's, it's that, and he's doing that, and that – Seems like, okay, I'm sold. Now I fully understand why you want to fight Walter and I'm bought in and I hope that, uh, that Walter wins the match and, uh, but, but not after, um, Sokoa has like withstood 
a barrage and like you know after three chops wade barrett is going like a normal man would be you know running for the hills and solo sokoa keeps on getting up to fight and he's got nothing left and and uh and walter finally just puts him out of his misery but uh but we'll all like and respect solo a little bit more after seeing him take that punishment yeah, for sure. And I hate to see Solosco take a loss so so early. If it's to if it is to Walter, I can I mean, I, I feel like, you know, okay, you can you can understand that. I mean, Walter is <laughs> yeah. he was one of the longest reigning champions for in a long time. Um, you know, and, and I also think that Walter needs a strong win right now. Um, because nobody's buying this new name. I mean, we're not even calling him good. I can't say it without like I yeah, cringing. you heard me try. And you know, like you I'm know, sure I'll get used to it eventually, like we get used to to everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, you heard me try and then I just switched right back to to Walter unconsciously. Yeah, I, I like I, I don't know how they're going to to combat this because I don't think the full sale, I keep saying full sale crowd, but I don't think the That's same NX, people, the same crowd. Yeah, it's same people. It's like I don't think that crowd is going to let it let it go. I don't think they're ever going to stop chanting Walter. Um, I, I'm not ever gonna, like I can't look at him and not say Walter like it's it's really, really weird. It'd be different if he went and was in AEW and like couldn't use Walter or something like that. You know, if it was a different brand and, and he showed up somewhere else, you know, going from Aleister Black to Malachi Black, we learn the new names. But like knowing why, like the name they were going to change it to and, and the whole Nazi connection and even if it was a mistake, what I just bad taste in my mouth i don't want that reminder every time i see walter on the screen and i want to see walter on the screen uh i just yeah i think it's going to be an uphill battle like eventually i think you're probably right you know everybody will get used to it but i think it's going to be a tough one i think it's gonna be yeah I, I i tried to tell myself like well when I first heard Walter, I thought, really, that's the dude's name. That's not a good wrestling name. Right. But, you know, he becomes so established with it that you just get used to it. And it's like, well, well, damn, that's Walter. You know, like you you just you figure it out. Like I, I um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, exactly. Dude, I, it's a nail in the head. The first and actually, I think I even wrote about this. And it's and misses. Um, I think it was the first it was the first week that it, it happened, uh, the Gunther name change, you know, because I, I was trying to give it benefit of the doubt and, and, and you know, look at it objectively and, and, and whatnot. Um, but he like the, the name Walter, the first time I heard it, I'm like, no, that's that's not a, a, a badass's name. Like what? It, what? Like, does, it didn't really fit. But eventually the name Walter you think became of the big Lebowski. Yeah, you know, or actually, to to be completely honest with you, there's two things I think of before that, but that it, it certainly comes to mind. Uh, one is um, this this guy that used to live down the street for me as a kid and handed out raisins uh, for Halloween. <laughs> um, his name was Walter. Uh, oh my so, God. so that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. The <sighs> second, uh, the second one is um, Jeff Dunham's pan pup, uh, puppet, Walter. Um, is that, that the old guy? Yeah, the old guy. His name's Walter. Okay. So those are the names that would always come to mind before I was introduced to the wrestler Walter, right? So like, I'm just like, oh my god, the guy that gives raisins, man. You know, that's what was in my head. Uh, but yeah, he eventually, on the corner, and he handed out raisins for trick or treat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's it? Wasn't on the. We lived on a straightaway. He was like, 
he was across the street, maybe six or seven houses down. Um, you know, I mean, he, he was a nice enough dude. His family, you know, he, he lived with his parents. Like, I think he might have had some issues, but I, I moved out of there when I was eight. So I don't really know. But all I know is, is I hated going there for a trick or treat because he handed out these raisins. And I'm like, dude, everybody's giving candy and give me raisins. <sighs> anyway. I'm still bitter about it today, man. You don't get in the way between. Do not get in between Nate and this candy. Oh my goodness! Especially peanut M and M's, um, or peanut butter cups. Reasons. Mm, but, any, but anyway, as I was saying, like Walter, like became synonymous with like uh, warrior in my mind, you know, and not ultimate warrior, just you know the word warrior. Um, and you know, Gunther eventually could. If he, you know, was to keep it and just kept, you know, they just keep with it, rolled with it, and eventually established himself there. But I, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough, and I don't necessarily trust WWE booking to do that. So I'm, I'm, I, I hope this isn't a career killer for him. I really do, but I, I think it might be. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. Um, let's see. There was a few other things that happened tonight. Um, we had, we had uh, Briggs and Jensen trying to do a dating video for, for Jeb, for one of, I, I can never keep two of them straight. The, the, it's which one's Dash, which one's Dawson. Um, <laughs> uh, that all over again for me. But, uh, the one that got rejected by, uh, by, uh, Casey Cat Zero the, the uh, couple few weeks ago, he was trying to make a dating video. The other one was the one shooting it. And come to find out later on, he didn't need to make a video after all. He could just upload photos. And when he asked, like, hey, well, why were you having me make a video? You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, your failed love life is my only entertainment. And I'm just like, wow, what a dick. Like, <laughs> like that, in my opinion, is like reason for a tag team breakup right there. Like that's a little insulting, but I have a feeling they're just going to play it off as well. Boys be boys. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't like it that I don't like these two. Um, I, and I hate saying that I really do, but their acting is absolutely abysmal. Um, I don't want to say I could do a better job, but I suck at acting and I could probably do a better job. Um, no, I'm not really. I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to put myself in that situation. But, yeah, these two together are just not they're not clicking for me whatsoever. Um, the, the good old boys thing, it's just tired and done in WWE. Um, it's it's been done to death. I mean, hell, we, I just talked about Dash and Dawson. I mean, they were doing that before they kind of hit a. Um, you hit a stride with with you know what they were doing as uh, as the revival, um, but you know we've seen those those good old boy type characters a thousand times. I wish they were doing something a little bit more unique, and uh, heck, put them in promo, put them in promo class like at least another few hours a week or something like that. Because God, they 
they're just it's 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 bad. It's not even like high school performance bad. It's it's bad. It's terrible. What do you think about these two guys? Yeah, and and you're right. It's it's the same gimmick. Even Scott Dawson had it going on with uh with Garrett Dillon, and they called themselves D squared. And it was just a it was instead of meeting in a, a brawl in a country bar like these guys did, uh, they met at the the country music award festival or something. something. They came up with this whole thing. Um, you know, but, it, uh, I totally forgot that that wasn't um, that that wasn't uh, uh, Dawson. At at first, but they, you yeah. know, they for as short lived as it was, the matches were very good. Um, surprise, surprise, coming from Scott Dawson. But you know, I, I still like that, these guys. The um, right, yeah, the um, the the matches, of course, are well. I say of course, other people may may have different opinions, but the the matches speak for themselves better. Uh, I feel they they are quite good, um, and the backstage segments. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you on on an objective level, but I'm still enjoying these. Again, your description of how last week's segment went sounded terrible. Um, so I can I can imagine that maybe oh, that's bad. one of this saga that I wouldn't have liked. But on paper, this sounds terrible too. But I I enjoyed this, and and the only thing that I was kind of weirded out by was that he was doing a video dating thing and i'm like well video dating was like right? the late 80s early 90s but then that ended up being the joke that he didn't need to be doing it so they were aware of that because for a while there i was like um when was the last time bruce pritchard was on the dating scene because it uh yeah this is <laughs> this is very outdated here this is not how e-harmony works man um and even even me saying e-harmony is uh I know they're still out there, but um, but yeah, I mean, just something like him sitting down for his first take and going, hi, I'm Briggs. And then Briggs goes, that's my name, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, I lost like, that's, it. Yeah. See, so that. Yeah. Like, that's my kind of humor right there. And, and so I, well, I, I lost it because we can never remember which one's which. And, right. they did, and, and you know, yeah. I don't know if they're laughing at themselves or what, but. Uh, there may have if, been an intended element of that. That was definitely part of it. Even regardless of that, I thought it was funny. But uh, but it was another one that I just uh, that I thought was cute. And then Fallon Henley showed up for what I think is her first time on 2.0. Uh, she's another one that I briefly spoke about on VIP. Um, and I wasn't uh, sure who she was. Yeah, she. Is is she the one? Is, there there were um there were you know I've got my notes right here. I'm pretty sure that she is the former Tesha Price. I'm almost certain of it. I shouldn't even be double checking myself on this, but uh, but there were four women that I were was researching all for the same match, all at the same time. Uh, so uh, yes, the former Tesha Price, um, and she uh, she did several enhancement matches on AEW Dark that were uh, that were quite good from the ones that I watched and on 2.0 so far or no not on 2.0 on on 205 live cuz she's wrestled a few times on 205 live uh, still I don't know I'm waiting for that next gear to kick in um I feel like she's in in the Tegan Knox uh at the Tegan Knox level of like it seems like she's giving her all but you're still kind of like is that is that really all you got? You got you got a next level. You got a babyface fire up here or anything? So I'm still waiting for that next level out of Fallon Henley. 
Yeah, like I said, I wasn't uh, wasn't entirely sure who she was when she showed up there, but um, but hey, she showed up in the nick of time for the punchline. So um, <laughs> you know, there we go. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't know if you if you did enjoy this segment, then you probably would have liked the segment last week. It's the same kind okay. of humor. Bruce and I did not. We 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 really did not enjoy it. Um, if if at least if I'm remembering correctly, um, I know I didn't, um, and I'm pr- pretty sure he shared that uh, that that as well. Um, however, like I said, if if it's your style of humor and you enjoyed it, then yeah, you probably probably would have liked it. Um, not saying that you're wrong, but you know, hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> So uh, let's see. And I, I guess talking about speaking about what's wrong, I guess we can end on. Uh, there's a few other things to talk about, but not really anything really too 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 much of note. Um, so we'll end on talking about Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. So it looks like two of them are now in uh, in the. The, uh, the Dusty Cup, uh, Dakota Kai was wandering around backstage looking for Wendy Chu, and she was all, once she found her, she was all upset that she got entered into the Dusty Classic without her permission. She didn't let uh, you know, Wendy Chu apparently did it without uh, letting Dakota Kai know. Um, I like I don't know what to make of this either, um, and I, I really feel bad for Dakota Kai. I mean, maybe she's having fun with this, and maybe she's enjoying the spot she's in. Um, and and I'm, you know, looking too much into it or whatever. But oh my god, I from from the whole thing last week where she you know, she's talking to like an imaginary friend or something like that, and she kind of seemed a little schizophrenic or. or, or it's, you know, crazy. I hate to use the word crazy, but that's the only thing that's coming to mind. She just kind of seemed like she was going crazy. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to make of this. Wendy Chu, the gimmick is absolutely terrible. I I like the wrestler, and I feel like she's doing a great job portraying this as best she can, but I feel like the gimmick is terrible. I don't know where you go with this. So, the fact that Dakota Kai is somebody that has such an amazing upside and is, uh, I mean, already she, I mean, she's roster main roster ready. She should be on the main roster. She should be in a much higher position than she's in. And as far as I'm concerned, and and I think I know Kelly's concerned, I'm fairly sure you are as well, but we'll get, we'll, we'll throw over to you in a second. Um, but I, this whole partnership with Wendy Chu, like I'm, I'm intrigued by it because it's just so bizarre, but I don't feel like that's, that should be the reason that I'm intrigued by it. I, 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 I almost want to see the train wreck and, and that should not be the reason you're invested. I, I don't think, um, I, I don't think you should be watching like looking for this to fail. And I don't want to be looking for this to fail, but I, I just, I don't have any hope or any faith in this angle whatsoever. Tom, are you uh, are you in the in my camp? Are you going to be a sunshine, a ray of sunshine of hope here? I think I think one foot in one, one foot in the other, because I I concur that I am concerned for Dakota's overall trajectory, even even in the short term. Uh, but. And, and 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 based on your description of last week's segment, it did seem like the the shot, uh, like like the camera work made it clear that she was distinctly looking over at a person that was not there and speaking to an imaginary friend. Um, so so I I take your word on that. Whereas tonight, um, 
it really just came off as she's just talking to herself. She's just speaking her inner monologue out loud. Yes, in like a oh my character's you know losing her grip on sanity uh, kind of thing based on you know several friendships going awry and and it's you know she's now tearing her hair out. Uh, so either that's how it was supposed to come off last week and it didn't, which I shouldn't even comment on not having seen it myself or they saw that last week was like, Oh, that was a step too far. And so they're peeling back a bit um, or, or not. And the, the imaginary friend will come back next week. Maybe the imaginary friend will tag into the match and, uh, and um, who did we say they were wrestling? Uh, and, uh, per- Persia Parada will, yeah, um, yeah, will will have to take a bump for the Invisible Man. Um, no, yeah, that, per- that won't happen Persian on, on. Yeah, yeah, that won't that won't happen on uh, on NXT. But but yeah, I, just from this one segment, it seemed like she was just talking to herself, which was like, you know what? If Dakota didn't get accepted to the main roster after doing her tryout matches, uh, then. Uh, they're trying something with her. They're giving her a little something. Maybe she, you know, we may not feel that she needed it, but maybe it's the ingredient that they need to get her back on the radar. So even though I am overall concerned with where she's heading, um, I'm not objecting to where she's at now. I know I was, I was like, I was weird about it at first because I didn't even recognize that she was portraying a new version of her character yet, but, but now it's much more clear. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was, I was a little more won over by it in those regards, at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll try, I'm going to try and be a little like a try, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, I don't know. The, the, Wendy Chu, I just feel like is, is like a kiss of death. And then, I don't know. I, again, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Like, I really, I do not ever want to see anybody fail, especially when, you know, you know, these people are going out there and they're, you know, they're really trying, they're putting their heart and soul into this performance and what they do. And, you know, it's like, I, I really hate to see somebody fail, but I really don't feel like they're putting, not just Wendy Chu, but I don't feel like they're putting a lot of people in, in uh, positions to succeed right now. Um, you know, like I said, I said the same thing about Nikita Lyons earlier tonight. Um, you know, like, like the Mei Ying character, like that probably had a ceiling too, but at least that like was like th- there was something there. Like you could sink your teeth into that, and you could even build off of that to make a main event character. You know what I mean? Like th- there was something there, but unless there's some serious, serious, serious story development with Wendy Chu and, and or not just story development, character development rather with with, with Wendy Chu, where do you go from this? Like you don't ever go any higher than the main roster. You're just kind of constantly like, I don't know why I want to say Al Snow. That's literally mm-hmm. what I want to say. I don't know why I'm going to say Al Snow, but you know, you're just constantly toiling around like the mid, like the lower mid card. Like, and, and yeah, I don't know. But regardless, uh, I think that is going to bring us to the end of our show tonight. We've gotten a little bit past midnight and uh, you know, I like to go to sleep. Uh, at some point tonight before uh, I got to wake up and do this all over, not just podcast, not just a podcast. I got to wake up and do the work thing all over again tomorrow. Just like I'm sure most of you guys do as well. So 
I am Nate Lindberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Lindberg. I do the NXT hits and misses, which I will have up on pwtorch.com for you guys at some point tomorrow, potentially before this drops uh, on the livecast feed for those who uh, are listening to it on delay on livecast feed. Um, Tom, how are you? I am at Tom Staup, and I was curious what kind of venue they are going to try to run for their for their first live special back on the road, Ooh, as was call. announced tonight. It was the first I had heard of it anyway, I that they were not believe going to believe that was the PC. announcement. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's the Dallas American Airlines Center, uh, believed to be uh, starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday night one of Wrestle or day one of WrestleMania. Uh, and it's a 20,000 seater. I don't know if that includes the floor area that running a wrestling event opens up, but that is the same uh, level of venue that they were running uh, for the last takeover that took place in front of a, a crowd of that size, which was uh, the Portland, Oregon one. Um, and, and just for comparison's sake, the first one that they did outside of Full Sail in Brooklyn was uh, a 15,000 uh, capacity place. So, uh, so they're trying to jump right back in with 20,000. They, they probably, they probably have ticket packages that include it, or maybe they've got the tarps ready because I still just, I just don't feel like Phil, it is Dallas is huge though. And the traveling hardcore fans for mania. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I was curious about that. Just wanted to throw it in. Uh, I've, I've spoken about bonus point enough. Hope you guys dig it. Uh, willing creatures is of course also still a thing. Uh, at willing D and D at willing D N D on Twitter. Um, you know, the actual play dungeons and dragons podcast, uh, and, uh, and check out NXT eight years back on VIP because we will be talking about the first NXT live special arrival, uh, which, uh, which has, I, I, I watched it this morning and made my notes this morning uh, to, to record with Kelly for Saturday. And uh, it's got some stuff in there that's kind of like, oh, why'd they do that? But right from the first match, right from the introduction in the first match, that takeover feel is there, uh, which is really cool to go back and relive and, and see. Because, you know, you sort of take a rival for granted, like, oh, I, I don't know, at least at least I have um, over the years where I, I think like, oh, okay, that was the first one, but they really found what TakeOver became later. And in a sense, that's true, but in 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 that first match, it was there from the beginning. So looking forward to talking with Kelly about that. NXT Arrival was the first uh, NXT I ever watched because I, I yeah. believe it launched with the network, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yes. Uh, they basically yeah. used it as a test of the servers to make sure that That's WrestleMania true. was going to go off without a hitch. Exactly, exactly. And so I, I was uh, – the day the network came out, signed up for it, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I've heard about this NXT. I, I've you know heard about it. I've seen clips and stuff. I'm going to watch this. And Arrival is what hooked me. Arrival is the reason I'm here talking about it today. I Actually, I, I want to listen to the – I can't wait to listen eight years back and hear you guys talking about it because uh, I do want to go back and rewatch that and kind of relive it. I have not watched it since that night. Um, so – I guess that's probably a good enough plug for eight years back uh, and, and whatnot. <laughs> so we'll leave you guys with that. And uh, maybe quite possibly, I, I don't know, I don't want to promise anything, but maybe we'll actually have the gang all back together next week uh, and have Kelly back in his 
usual host spot. Not that I don't want to do it, but you know, hey, it'd be nice to have Kelly back. I, I miss him. Don't tell him I said that. Please don't don't tell him I said that. We'll see you next week, guys. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.